The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. The following is a presentation of the Speed Sport Podcast Network. Kyle Busch won the season opener at Talladega. DeGroote was second. He's the reigning champion. It's the iRacers Download, where reality meets the virtual world of auto racing. Cardwell hoping it stays green. He nearly spins it around. Who's it going to be, Cardwell, Berkeley, or someone else? iRacing's executive director, Dale Earnhardt Jr. I think that NASCAR is starting to see the value and the opportunities that can present themselves working with iRacing. From the Speed Sport Podcast Studios, powered by My Race Pass, here are your hosts, Justin Prince and Taylor Burris. Welcome to the iRacers Download from the Speed Sport Podcast Studio, powered by My Race Pass. I'm Justin Prince, along with our producer, Richard Colbreth. Taylor Burris is away. It was another busy week in iRacing, to say the very least, especially when it comes to e-competition whether it's in eNASCAR or e-endurance racing. Lots to discuss this week, but we turn things first to the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series, where an all-time finish seen a photo finish. It was a bonanza-filled finish for the Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway Date this past Tuesday, where it came down to a drag race after absolute calamity on the final lap. That was after the lead. Lap was led into the said final circuit by Garrett Maines, and then lots of chaos through one and two. Led to a side-by-side drag race to the stripe, the next circuit around between Jordy Lopez Jr. and Michael Conti. Jordy Lopez Jr. picked up the victory in the drag race by just six one-thousandth of a second, with rookie Parker White finishing third, half a second back. Joining us here are the iRacers download the driver who took the checker flag in that race, in the Coca-Cola race car, the rookie for Team Dillon Esports, Jordy Lopez Jr. Jordy, first things first, congrats on your first eNASCAR victory in the Coke Series. Second thing second, what happened there with that crazy final lap? Uh, yeah, so um, my intention was not to ever like ruin a guy's race. That's not my intention. Uh, when I had cleared Cozy on my outside, off of two, um, it was pretty much just me and Garrett Maines. And in the middle of turn three and four, I had already caught him. So instead of driving through him, I was patiently waiting for for me to just uh, go to his inside. And as soon as I went for the move, he blocked me. And in that scenario, it's kind of like do or die because I have Conte on four tires behind me. And... Like, there's so much going through my mind as far as, like, I, I gave him a break and he blocked me. So now I, I kind of felt like I needed to just go for it. And um, I saw him sliding up in a turn one. And I tried, to cross, uh, I tried to cross him over, but I noticed that he started slowing down. And the the speed that I was going to was just, uh, it, it was just like, unavoidable at, at that moment. And I couldn't lift being in the situation that I was in with Connie with four tires behind me. And I felt like it it wasn't my intention to ruin Gary Maines' race, but we got to go for 
the win by any means necessary in the series. And uh, and yeah, like it's unfortunate, but I'm glad that it still ended up being like a very close race uh, with Connie. And yeah, like I'm so happy for the team. But a lot of it came down to strategy, keep in mind, because one thing some have not touched upon is Mains was on the no-tire strat. You mentioned yourself on the different tire strat. Conti, the first on the four-tire strategy. All of that basically blended together after that incident with Wyatt Tinsley and Colin Bowden. Coming, talking to the play, how difficult it was to even set that up, let alone make that work after the flu of caution flags. Set up the finish. Um, honestly, uh, once that caution came out and you had a mix of two tires and four tires, I pretty much had, like, the majority of my teammates around me, so it was kind of easy to, to maintain, like, that track position. And I'm, I, I, I was kind of surprised that, like, other drivers did not take two tires, considering how, how uh, the past is always, like, the same with short tracks, as far as, like, we always get cautions nonstop when there's, like, 20 to go. So, I, so like, I was kind of surprised about that. Um... And yeah, so and two tires just ended up being the play because we kept getting cautions and it kind of worked in our favor. Intriguing to talk about when it comes to worldwide technology raceway. Some drivers now have the chance about two years to get to that play at that circuit. How in turn was it trying to set the car up in the first place for that track compared to some of the cookie cutter mile and a half, for example? Uh, it's very difficult. I think your pace advantage needs to be like maybe two tenths faster to make a move. It's it's very hard considering how one lane the track is, especially in turns one and two. Um, like hence why no one tries to go anywhere but the middle of the track because that's where all, um all the grip is. So to set up a pass, like you really need to have a bit of a pace advantage over someone. It's it's not that easy. Like, I would say, for me, I would have to wait until, like, lap 30 in a run to make passes. Like, it was not easy at all. It would touch upon following the race in terms of the emotions because of all of the years of build-up to this moment, but also to make it to the series. Now that you have the time to reflect a little bit on that, what are those emotions like now? after getting this first career victory, but also knowing how close it was to get here in the past few years to finally break through this season? Um, honestly, uh, yeah, let's, uh, as, as soon as I crossed that line, like it, it just felt like everything that I've accomplished in, in, in this sim has just like, it just hit me, like everything, like throughout the years of me competing, uh, competitively from the beginning, like or since like 2014 and 2015. And I would always get into trouble to prevent me from being in this position. So like, it's just, it took forever, but I've always felt like I had the potential to be here. It just, it never worked out for, uh, for, so, for some reason, but for, uh, but yeah, man, like I'm just, now that I've experienced it, I can kind of like, um, not have that in my mindset now, like where like I need to win now, like I could kind of just drive my own pace and sort of like not have that pressure on my shoulders to, uh, to try to find ways to win because 
it was kind of frustrating at first when your teammate has two and you have zero. So, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, man. So like, I, I'm, I'm just now that I have that like goal hit. Now I'm just trying to just do the, the best that I can possibly do in just trying to get the best finishes and yeah. You mentioned the teammate sign. And that's just not what not just with Team Dillon Esports with Tucker Mentor, but also the Technical Alliance side through Altus, which is also a group that, first of all, was almost thought to make its own jump to the Coke series in the similar vein of ESC, but also has four drivers total. What's that effort been like so far? Because it was also an organization on the rise of the Oval side, which also in turn broke through with you and several others making the jump this year. Uh, yeah, like we were all pretty shocked about how, how we have been performing. It's, uh, it's kind of unbelievable to be honest. Um, everyone was kind of doubting like our speed coming, uh, into Coke and like the fact that we can be consistently like top 10 car every week is, is just nuts and it would have like it won't be possible like it wouldn't have been possible w- w- without the hard work that people do like behind the scenes like Seth the Merchant, um, Tucker Minner, James, uh, uh, Keegan, and like Bobby, like they like they all work extremely hard on like the car Chris Hill, um, like they all work hard and we're able to be competitive because of the hard work that they do. Indeed, an organization for reference on the Technical Alliance side that does have roots on the pro side in road course racing for those curious. And one of the things, too, on that is also some of the crowds for the VRS. You mentioned Keegan and Bobby. That comes to mind. I don't know if that's the original tension on what you meant there, but you also do have that crossover through Altus, too, with the VRS camps, which include some of those drivers. Yeah, it's it's mainly like it's mainly um like Coanda and and like Altus like Alliance, I guess you can say. And it like it was an idea that I had in like in Media Day, and I've I spoke to Bobby and Keegan about it in person. Um, and then right before Daytona, uh, we started to kind of test together, and then it sort of became a full alliance. Um. I would say after Milwaukee became like a full alliance where we uh, built together and, 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 and it's worked out very effectively considering that we only have like six drivers um, on the set. So it really does help us a lot. Still, when you add up those numbers, that's nearly a 10th of the field. Now a fourth of the field, in fact, that are all getting that tech together and getting the same notebooks in play. So, in terms of that focus set now, essentially, this puts you into the conversation for the postseason. Not just yourself, but also mentor with the two victories. It's been an intriguing campaign through 10 races so far. So, now what's that going to be now like knowing you've got the victory and now it's the focus around making sure things are steady amongst that top 10 for the lock in and points? Uh, yeah, so I think. Being in the playoffs, I, I I think it's pretty much locked. I'm I'm not really sure yet. Um, considering well, that we only have like four races left. Well, technically, you are second now in the points. That's also something that's been a quiet storyline. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. So I'm second now in points, but I don't think I'm gonna catch Conley. Um, I'm pretty happy with 
being like somewhat close to being in the playoffs. But also, I want to continue to to push myself because um, Team Dylan is P1 in points, so we need to continue to try to get the best results to beat the the Team Connie cars because they're they're nuts as well. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, it, Chicago Street Cars is up next. Now, keep in mind, a couple of years ago, the Real World NASCAR drivers got the chance when it came to 2020 being 2020 to experience that circuit. All-star action a year ago. Now it's a points race. What are your thoughts on racing on the streets of Chicago for the first points paying race for the Chicago street course in NASCAR history? Uh, I think the track is very fun. Um, like I enjoy driving it. It's, it's going to be fun. Like my goal is to just get like a top 10 and just push on. Uh, like I just, I want to continue the consistent point streak. Um, because like you never know, and I want to just build a a a comfortable margin, just so that way I know that I'm gonna be safe come playoff, <laughs> uh, come Pocono. Because that's also it's gonna be like a very tight race, considering that it's gonna be fixed and it's gonna be a very close like field when that happens. So I want to be comfortable, so I'm not uh, so I can have fun. That is actually a good question because don't know if too many people actually know that part yet. couple fixed races this season. How in turn has that impacted things on the Coke side in terms of preparation? Now keep in mind, the other one was a super speedway. Pocono, it's not a super speedway in an, in a sense. Yeah, so uh, with Pocono, that's going to be sort of like the outlier. I think for the road courses, I think you see the same people up front that you normally see uh, on road courses. I, like, I don't think that, that that's going to change much. Um, so for Pocono, I expect it to be crazy considering that it might be very close for some people um, trying to make the playoffs and things can change very quickly. So I just hope that I'm not in that position where I need to think about that. <laughs> Well, on that note, before we let you get going here this evening, where can fans follow along with you on social media as well as on various platforms? Twitch, for example, a rising platform for drivers. We'll see how long that is. <laughs> yeah, so they can follow me on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Jordy Lopez. Uh, for Lopez, the O is a zero. And on Twitch, I'm Jordy Lopez with two Zs. And yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for the time, Jordy. Congratulations on eNASCAR victory number one. You're amongst those now with the conversation with the postseason and for the championship, along with your fellow Team Dylan teammate, Tucker Mitchell. Congrats. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. That's Jordy Lopez Jr. from Team Dylan Sports, driver of the Coca-Cola Chevy, your winner for the Worldwide Technology Race for the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series. We come back, we'll touch upon the news of the week. You're listening to the iRacers download from the Speedsport Podcast Studio, powered by My Race Pass. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome back to the iRacers download from the Speedsport Podcast Studio, powered by My Race Pass. That was Jordy Lopez moments ago discussing his race for Team Dominique Sports as part of his first career E-NASCAR victory. As talked about with Lopez, that victory over Michael Conti, Parker White, Garrett Lowe, and Graham Poe in the top five. Now, amongst those who are in the top 13 points, notably with victories, Casey Kerwin, Tucker Minter, Lopez Jr., Conti, Stephen Wilson, and Bobby Zelensky with his two victories, the top 13 points. Remember, top 10 compete in the postseason later on this season as they race at the Chicago Street Course on June the 27th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Find that on enascar.com forward slash live. Countdown to Green, presented by Wendy's now, starts at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Getting into more discussions on special events, we mentioned E-Endurance as a pun. Well, it was an intriguing one at Watkins Glen for the six hours at the Glen, presented by VCO, part of the VCO Grand Slam this past weekend. It was Chris Loham for BMW M Team Redline who picked up the victory over teammate Enzo Benito for Team Redline. Amongst those for GDP in a dominated by BMW prototype field. Sam Cutter, who picked up a battle for a second prior to the checker flag at a time penalty and finished the last driver of the lead lap in GDP. For BMW M Team Redline, they pick up an ex- another special event W in their team's history. Josh Ladd, who led much of the way early on in the race, finished 66 laps down in the 11th position. For the OMP2s, it was Williams Esports Razor picking up the victory after an Apex Racing team dominated the first three quarters of the race. It came down to the last few minutes to make a pass and do it cleanly. And tempers eventually boiled to where it was Williams Esports taking advantage to get the victory over Pierre Berman's Apex Machine of the 198. Elvis Rankin, the former Skip Barber champion, driving the 199 for Apex. And Shanguven rounding up the top four for Coanda Esports in their respective entry. There was also GTD entries in the field, where it was Josh Thompson for Team Redline making it two out of the three for Redline, with Mercedes-AMG Esports Team Urano, Grin and Go Esports once again making a statement in the early going of their team's history, and Mercedes-AMG Williams the top four. Once again, the drivers taking part in that VCO Grand Slam, getting the chance to earn real-world prizes in Thompson competition. Their next Grand Slam taking part in the late summer. Talking about special events, though, confirmation coming in just a couple days ago on the structuring for the Race for More 2.4. That is an event benefiting the National MS Society now on August the 3rd with donations available to be donated through the event. This year, the car classes include the GDP, which includes the BMW M Hybrid V8, and the Cadillac V Series R, the newest car in the block, as well as the GT1s and the Toyota GR86. Unlimited fast repairs are available for teams as they organize their own donations, and there are available advantages, quote-unquote, available through the National MS Society. As well, the broadcast split, which will be covered by iRacing and its special broadcasting group, will feature their own car, with Steve Myers once again behind the wheel, the iRacing Executive Vice President, NASCAR Cup Series Champion Crew Chief, and now the NASCAR Garage 56 Project Leader, which just completed Chad Knauss, 2020 eNASCAR Champion Nick Oninger. Remember, this event has now been going on for about three years 
first at Charlotte, then with the race following the peach tree at Road Atlanta, and now, when it comes to this year's event, another new venue set to take place. It's the French countryside that gets that honor today. To learn more, go to nationalmssociety.org or to iRacing's website for more details. Also, one thing to touch upon when it comes to the busy time on the iRacing platform as of late, as drivers get themselves set and prepared for his various events, we talked about this, Taylor Burris and I, a few weeks ago. It is Racing Prodigy for the Prodigy Racing League in the GR86 Cup cars. It's tournament starting officially June the 19th. Free registration is now open for RacingProdigy.com for drivers to see if they can get the golden ticket of motorsports to compete in a real-world Radical SR1 during Prodigy Week. That taking place at a racetrack based in Georgia. That being later this November. To learn more details on what that is, how do you drive it, and how can I get a chance to make it to the semifinal, if not the final, be sure to go to RacingProdigy.com and sign up for free. Remember, it's a time attack, which means you must be part of the top times and registered to have a shot at the championship competition. On that note, it's time to say goodbye. For my producer, Richard Colbrant, for Taylor Burris, I'm Justin Prince saying so long. Enjoy the rest of your day or evening. You've been listening to the iRacers download from the Speedsport Podcast Studio, powered by iRacePass.